Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. But what I want to share with you guys today is you can't go through life without relationships. Am I right? We need relationship. We were built for relationship. And, and through any relationship, there are hard times. There are times where, where, where things will knock your relationship down. But you want to make sure that your relationship is built in Jesus Christ. Here at the Building Christian Fellowship, we focus on building a few things. Building faith, building hope, building love, and building a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. And with building, it takes time, it takes effort, it, it requires us to know the materials that we need to build our relationships. So the title of today's message is this, Brick by Brick. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn how to build our relationships brick by brick by, by examining the Word of God and seeing how we're supposed to carry our relationships with Jesus Christ and ultimately carry our relationships with each other. Amen? Amen. So real quick, bring out your Bibles whether it be digital or physical. Who, who, who still carries a big Bible in here? Anybody still carry a big Bible? Shouts out to the big Bible folks. Whose Bible is on their iPad? iPad Bibles. Phone Bible. 90% of the room. And if you don't have any of those, we have the almighty Sky Bible. Daniel chapter 3. We're going to turn to Daniel chapter 3. How many people are familiar with the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You've seen at least one episode of Veggie Tales. You've heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The bunny, the bunny. Ooh, I love. Nobody wants to sing along? All right, cool. That's fine. YouTube it later. It's all good. But we're at a position right now where these three Hebrew boys have just been promoted. They're, 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 their people are in captivity under uh, Babylonian control, and they've just been promoted. They're in a place where a lot of other Hebrew men and women aren't at. They're in a very high place, a place of influence, a place of power, a place of authority. And they're put in this position, if you guys know the story, to where basically, like, the king at the time had said, look, bow down to my gods and my idols or die. And this is what we're about to read. Daniel chapter 3, starting from verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what god will be able to rescue you from my power? So it looks like they have an ultimatum, don't they? Either bow or burn. Either submit to the authority of Nebuchadnezzar or die. But when it comes to relationship, when we're committed to relationship, and especially when we're committed to our relationship with Jesus Christ, if we are committed to relationship with Christ, we cannot compromise with temptation. If we are committed to relationship with Jesus Christ, we cannot compromise with temptation. Our first brick is this, boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. Look at your neighbor and say, boundaries. And even if you think it makes sense, how many football fans do I have out there? Raise your hand. Y'all watched that sorry college football playoffs yesterday? Sorry. But 
I don't know if any more anybody else has played sports before, but I grew up in high school and even in elementary school playing sports. And I don't know what sport you can tell me of, for the most part, that doesn't have an out-of-bounds line. Am I right? Those that play the major American ball sports, football, basketball, baseball, there's an out-of-bounds line. There's a boundary of play, a boundary of operation that you use to, to be within. Am I right? When you look at a football field, the lines are painted obviously white to know that these are the parameters in which I am supposed to operate. I don't know one football field that has the lines that are green. There's no ambiguous lines in the NFL. There's no ambiguous lines in the game. Same way that we need to have boundaries in our lives and our relationships. You don't want those boundaries to be ambiguous. You don't want to be like, well, if I just do it just this one time, I can just come back and be cool. No, when you make the decisions and you have set the boundary for yourself and you step out of those boundaries, you're out of bounds. You're out of operation. You're, you're, you're giving into the temptation. We have to keep temptation at bay. We have to be real enough with ourselves that if we, if we lead away from God, that that is not where we need to be. And for some of you, you might be looking at Daniel thinking like, well, Daniel had a life or death choice that he had to make, that, that, they, that they had to make. Not Daniel, but the Hebrew boys. They had a life or death choice that they had to make. I don't really have any life or death choices. You know, we live in a country where, you know, we're not like we're in a third world country where if we say that we're Christians, we're going to get killed. You know, we live in that kind of country like there's no life or death situations. But I want to submit to you guys today that every decision that you make is life or death. Every single decision that you make is life or death. And some of you are like, what, what do you mean? Like, is there some kind of like hidden meaning? I'm like, no, there's no hidden meaning. But if you read your Bible enough, you realize that sin isn't just something that's bad. The wages of sin is death. It's death. There's no other way to paint it, no other way to sugarcoat it. The wages of sin is death. If you choose anything else besides God, besides Christ, you're choosing death. Don't, don't, don't try to, to lessen it. Don't try to dilute it. Anything away from the direction of Christ is death. And sometimes temptation comes so subtle that we don't even know that we're trapped in the first place. Because we've allowed temptation to be such a regular thing in our lives that it's become like a natural thing. Like it's like a pet in the house. And so a lot of times when, 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 we, when we take a, a first-time experience or a first-time situation, you're like, I'll just do it just this once. And then once turns into once in a while. And then once in a while turns into now and again and again and again and again and over and over and over again. The next thing you know, you're caught up into something that you didn't want to get caught up into. And a lot of us think that we've made so many bad decisions in our life that we're too far away to be taken back by Jesus Christ. That we're just too far away, that we've done too many bad things to take us back from Jesus Christ. But I want you guys to understand that we have a Savior that purchased our way from death. That, that, that overcame death in the grave for us when we didn't deserve it. When we turned our backs on him, God made a way for us out of death. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 13 reads this, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Flee from idolatry. Flee from the things that are coming before coming in between your relationship with you and Christ. Flee from that. Get away from it. Look at your neighbor and say, get away. God is faithful. 
We serve an awesome God, but it goes so much deeper than just acknowledging him. Here's a note that we can take from Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, the bad guy. We can take some notes from the bad guy. In verse 15, he says this. He says to the the three Hebrew boys, he says, and then what God will be able to rescue you? Nebuchadnezzar has experienced God before. This isn't a first-time experience for Nebuchadnezzar. See, see, in in chapter 2, in Daniel chapter 2, he was having bad dreams like, King Nebuchadnezzar was like wet in the bed and peeing in the bed and stuff like that. Like he's having real bad dreams. I embellished a little bit. That's not what really happened. But he had these dreams that plagued him, and he was looking for different types of ways in order for people to interpret the dream for him that was plaguing him. And here comes Daniel, the author of the book. And because Daniel had the spirit of God with him, because Daniel had that wisdom, because Daniel had that knowledge given to him from Christ, he was able to provide Nebuchadnezzar with an answer. And in Daniel chapter 2, verses 46, it says this, Then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel, pay attention, and worshipped him. And he commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burn sweet incense before him. The king said to Daniel, Truly your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal the secret. But pay close attention. Nebuchadnezzar didn't lay himself down before God. He laid himself down before Daniel. He was laying himself down before the power, but he didn't want to lay himself down before the authority. It's a situation where he's like, he sees the power in in, in Daniel. He's like, oh, I respect this. Let me lay myself down before him. Let me serve myself before you. But listen, that, that, that goes to show how many times we can just come into church See a move of God, see people healed, see people set free, see all these things happening, and still miss the point. Still miss the point of us gathering together as saints, as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ to sharpen one another. But we take as another opportunity to just sit in a chair, watch some words on the screen, listen to some music, and then go home feeling a little bit better. It's more than just feeling a little bit better, it's actually being better. God wants to draw you near to Him. The, 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 the way that God moves, He does everything intentionally. He does it in a way to lead you back to him. Relationship does not just end in acknowledgement. Here's our next brick. Somebody say serve. Serve. Look at your neighbor and say serve. Serve. In Espanol, it's servir. In limites. Excuse my pronunciation if it's bad. But does anybody know what the word serve means in Aramaic? Anybody? It means to serve. Like, there was no deep meaning behind it. I was about to come up with some crazy point. But serve in Aramaic means to serve, to worship, to revere, to minister for, to pay reverence to. When Nebuchadnezzar asked him what God can rescue them, they answered this. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. My question to you is this, how are you serving? How are you serving? If you need me to ask that another way, it's what are you serving? Because a lot of people hear the word serve and it's just like, oh, well, I serve God and da-da-da-da-da. But service requires us to get out of our comfort zone. The three Hebrew boys understand that servitude to God means commitment. They understand that in worship, it's not just about sacrificing for God, but about being the sacrifices themselves. Let Christ be our example of going extraordinary measures to not be served, but to serve. 
John chapter 12, verses 26 says this, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Mark chapter 10, verses 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life for a ransom for many. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus shows us that he loves us more than he tells us. God's about that action. He shows us more than he tells us. Love is meant to be served. Love is meant to be served. It's meant to be served. If you're worried about if, if those particular people in your life or those particular people that you see on TV, the people that make you uncovered, if, if, they, if they deserve your love, guess what? You didn't pay for it. How, 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 just, just picture this for a second. Imagine being in a restaurant, right? And imagine being a server. And your manager comes up and says, hey, I need you to serve this table. And they didn't pay for it. Obviously, they don't deserve it. But you've been given this thing to serve to the people that don't deserve it. A lot of people see that gesture. A lot of people see this action of, man, how can, how can I go out and, and love the people that don't love God? God loved you. When you were an enemy, while you were in your sin, God loved you and made a way for you. While you turned your back to God, God was still waiting, and he's still waiting for you to turn to him. In John chapter 13, verses 34, it says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Have love for one another. How can we say that we love God if we don't love the person that's next to us? How, how can we freely receive forgiveness and not give forgiveness? Forgiveness is a hard thing. But God called us to serve. God called us to be holy like he is holy. He wants us to be one. He wants us to operate in unity. I want you guys to realize, if God has called you to do something, he's going to give you the provision to do it. God is not going to tell you, look, you need to forgive, and be like, all right, go forgive. Like, no, I'm going to move through you so that you can forgive. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I didn't already do myself. I'm not going to ask you to be a sacrifice if I didn't already sacrifice myself. I'm not going to ask you to forgive if I haven't already forgiven you. It is through God's power. We don't have the power. We don't have the strength. That's why we're meant to rely on God's strength. And as I come to a close, God is able to do the impossible. God has all power. God has all authority. And our last brick is this, is confidence. Confidence. And I don't know if you guys are taking notes, mental notes, whatever. If you need to write it down in your hand, I need you to do this because this is what's going to take our faith to the next level in 2019. Are you guys ready? In Daniel chapter 3, verses 18, it reads this. But even if he doesn't, I don't know about you guys, but that makes me uncomfortable. Because I've been with God for a long time. And if I can be honest about my relationship, there are some times when I think God is going to move a certain way, and he doesn't. I think God is going to provide for me in a certain way, and he doesn't. But there's one thing that I hold true. God is faithful. 
God is faithful. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the statue that you have set up. Never. I might not know what God is going to do next, but I know he's going to do something. Even if his answer is silence. Even if his answer is no. My question to you today is this. Look, maybe some of you guys are dealing with an illness. Maybe some of you guys are dealing with disease. Maybe some of you guys are dealing with divorce. Maybe some of you guys are dealing with mourning. But guess what? God is faithful. What happens? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What happens when God doesn't answer your prayers? Is God still not good? And first and foremost, who gave you the power to say who is good and who's not? Is God not the God who created the heavens and the earth? The God that knows each and every hair that is on your head. The God that, that knows when you're hurting. The God that knows when you're in the dark. The God that knows when you're alone. Don't let the enemy fool you. God is with you. Put all these wants aside and understand what you need. You need Jesus. That's it. That's the point of the Building Christian Fellowship. That's the point of Elevate Youth Ministries. Every ministry is here to point back to Jesus. If we do anything else, it's a waste of time. The gifts are, are cool. The Xbox is cool. The Playstations are cool. But most importantly, we want you guys to meet a God that can do anything. Anything. So if you can stand to your feet. God didn't build relationship as this mysterious thing. It's not a mystery. God laid it out for us in his word on how we're supposed to conduct our relationships. Have boundaries for yourself. Have a standard for the relationships you have. Young people, if you, have, if you call yourself having a boyfriend or girlfriend, and maybe some of you older people too, you claim to be a follower of Christ and you're not married conduct yourself like God would conduct yourself like Jesus would if you have to lay out the boundaries out in the open and obvious maybe your first date needs to be you know what we ain't holding hands we ain't going out nowhere alone we don't kiss we don't do none of that because I serve a God and I want to continue to keep myself holy I want to continue to keep myself set apart Next brick is serve. How are you serving? How are you worshiping? Are you serving with an open heart? Are you giving like Jesus gave? Are you holding on to the things that don't mean anything? Donald talked about it earlier, earlier, being generous. And this is not a ploy for me. Yeah, give money to the church. Yeah, it's like Smeagol or something. Like, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. God wants your heart. And if your heart is on anything else but God, God wants you to get rid of that and, and, and fix your relationship with him. Where are you serving? And the last thing is confidence. Remember, Daniel chapter 3, verses 18, even if he doesn't, God is faithful. Bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this word. I thank you for growing our relationship with you, Lord God. I thank you for giving us your word that holds true, that stands the test of time, Lord God. Thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you for making a way out of temptation, Lord God, that you don't put more on us than we can bear because we have to rely on your strength, God. We have to rely on your might, God. I thank you, Lord God, for, for, for mending broken hearts today, Lord God. 
I thank you for setting people free today, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that we continue to build our faith in you, Lord God, that our relationships are based on your word, God. In Jesus' name. If there's anybody here today, whether you've had a relationship with God for 30 years or you're just learning about Jesus in these last 30 seconds, I want you to meet me down here at this altar. Because what we're going to do, we're going to come together unified, seeing one another, saying, you know what, I got your back and you got mine. We're going to grow with one another. So if there's anybody here that wants to grow their relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm inviting all of you down here at the altar. We're going to do it together. We can do it together as brothers and sisters, sharpening each other. Now is not the time to have pride and look around. What will people think of me if I go to the altar? What will God think of you if you don't go to the altar? If God has provided himself as a sacrifice, why can't we provide ourselves as sacrifices? It all starts here. We build faith, hope, and love from this day forward. Look to the left of you. Look to the right of you. You have brothers and sisters here that you can grow with. Brothers and sisters here that you can get closer to God with. Families are up here. It's about relationship, you guys. Let's pray. God, I just thank you, Lord, that you continue to build our relationship in you, Lord God. That you are our foundation, Lord God. That you can teach us how to be better fathers and better mothers, Lord God. Better sisters and better brothers, Lord God. That, that, that we understand how to conduct ourselves like you would conduct yourself, Lord God. That we serve each other with love, Lord God, without holding back. That we love like you love, Lord God. That we have confidence in you that no matter what, no matter what thing that you give us to do, Lord God, that you will see it through, Lord. I pray for each and every person that is in this room, Lord God. I pray for each and every person that had the bravery to come forward, God. And is making this declaration today that they are giving their lives to you. That they understand it's more than just acknowledgement, Lord God, but it's about serving. I pray that you give them the conviction, God, to serve you from this day forward. That it's not just about showing up to a church service or showing up to different events during church, Lord God, but it's about giving their hearts to you. This isn't a part-time relationship, God. But this is a commitment, Lord God. That you are committed to them. That you love them. That you've made a way for them. That, God, I pray that you continue to reveal to them that they are never too far away from you, Lord God. Nothing can separate us from your love. I thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you for being our way out. Thank you for being our provision. Thank you for being our protector, Lord God. In Jesus' name. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.